Hola, welcome to Salvi Mujeres Talk. I am Oti. I am Tati. And we are two mujeres, primas, y amigas embracing our raíces salvadoreña. Reaching out to share with our Salvi community con la misma curiosidad. Hi everyone, this is Tati in Salvi Mujeres Talk. I'm here super um, happy that we have a special guest, our cousin Freddy, that is here from El Salvador. How are you, Freddy? Hi, very good, thank you. Glad to be with you again. Yes, thank you. We're gonna miss Oti today, she couldn't make it, but we keep going in this process of bringing more history uh, to all of the people that is listening right now, especially because this month of August, there is a very special date in El Salvador uh, that has been, I think people are celebrating something that I believe in the past we haven't acknowledged as Salvadoreños. And we're talking about the Afrodescendencia Salvadoreña. And uh, let me know if I'm correct or not, pero el Día de la Afrodescendencia Salvadoreña, it's being held on August 28th, August 29th? I think it's the third Saturday of each August. Oh, got it, got it. I thought it was in a specific date. Yeah, and uh, no, no, it's, it's it's not an, a, a specific date. The thing is that, well, this is a long story, but I'm I'm going to try to make it short. Uh, <laughs> we, I, I had a very good friend, uh, Hugo Miller. Hugo Miller, he was a Afro-American guy that came to El Salvador. Uh, he was searching for African roots in in a country like El Salvador. Uh, Sadly, he passed away a couple of years ago, but he intended to make this celebration each year in Zacatecoluca. That is like the central west, central eastern region of El Salvador. So uh, with him, what we say is the best idea is to celebrate on Saturday, the third Saturday of each August. Nice. That's good to know because I remember when I was living over there, I never heard anything like that. And I have to bring this to because I know that's a very recent uh, movement over there in El Salvador, but also here in La Diaspora. And I have to be honest with you. So I've been reading so many things from El Salvador, from La Diaspora, and I have, uh, I spoke to... Uh, some people here in La Diaspora, and they always mention that they can tell that people over there is taking the time to be part of this movement, to normalize it, because unfortunately, I think we grew up with a culture that they were trying to hide la afrodescendencia from El Salvador, which is kind of dumb, <laughs> because I think we have a misconception over there, and this is what everybody says. There was a law created by Maximiliano Hernandez, who was a president in El Salvador, that prohibited um, African people, even uh, musulmanes, to go or to get in El Salvador. And there is when people start thinking or have that idea that in El Salvador, there's no black people at all. And I think it's something dumb <laughs> Because, I mean, you can tell we have a mix over there. La gente lo que dice es, oh, no, es porque hay morenitos. Vos sos bien morenita. Vos sos aquí, vos sos allá. But then you have so many features and people, like the hair, the afro hair, the skin, the nose, the body. I mean, sometimes I think that I might have a little bit of, uh, or oh, soy descendiente. Sometimes I think about that because of the body shapes que, very curvy, you know, something that you get very related, right? But can you please just let us know if it's something that is accurate that unfortunately they try to keep away this reality that I Afrodescendencia in El Salvador. There is that mix between indígena, eh, Africano, Obviously, con españoles, but 
Is this correct? That's why it's been so hard. And what, what does the archives tell about it? Well, that, that is the thing. Uh, when I was studying in the United States, I was asking myself about this because um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that most people in El Salvador, they think that we don't have Afro-descendant population among us. And that's not true. I mean, uh, we have a, a big problem and, and probably I'm going to say something that people is going to feel a little bad about it, but this is the reality. El Salvador is an invention. I mean, El Salvador uh, has uh, El Salvador is something that appeared to 200 years ago. Before that, we, we didn't have a, a, a country as, as we think about it today. So before that time, we were part of Spain, but Spain was not a country either. It was a it, it was a, um, a monarchy. So uh, this political and social organization was very peculiar, especially in Latin America. Uh, what happened for us in 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 the continent is that. Um, First, Portuguese, some Spaniards, but later Dutch people, uh, Eng English people, or Britain, Britain people, started to bring people from Africa to America. Uh, obviously, that is known as the as the um, the the human traffic, right? Uh, for for people for enslaved people so that that's a very part a very sad part of the human history of human history uh all, every every space in latin america well every space in america in, in the whole continent because i i know that people in the united states refer as them refer to themselves as american <laughs> but I'm but if not if not it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like that. Uh, I'm not talking about the United States. I'm talking about the continent, the whole continent. And, and, and what happened is that Europeans start, started to bring people from, uh, from Africa to America, to the whole continent. And that is a reality for every single space of, of the continent. Uh, it's not true that El Salvador was an island or some kind of, I don't know, fortress that nobody penetrated uh, in, into it. Uh, actually, it was a, a very common space uh, in the Pacific area, in the Pacific coast. Uh, El Salvador uh, had a, well, well, had and it still has um, a, a, a port, it's Acajutla. Acajutla, it's a Nahuatl word. Uh, I'm not going to go into translations or everything. It, the only important thing is that Acajutla is in the Pacific side of the continent in, oh, and, and obviously in El Salvador today. And Acajutla was one of the first, well, not, not that big, but very important port for uh, enslaved people from Africa. We tend sure. to that ships didn't make it right to the Pacific, but actually Dutch, British, uh, Spaniards, Portuguese uh, ships uh, sailed in the Pacific from, I don't know, 16th century, very, very early. So uh, Acajutla was one of those ports where a lot of black people came to America. The other important ports are in Honduras, today Honduras. Mm -hmm. uh, but at that time, Honduras and El Salvador were not different countries, were just two different provinces in the... Uh, in Central America, in the in the uh, Guatemala Kingdom, we we call it the Kingdom of Guatemala at the at the time. So uh, people disembarked in Honduras and they walked all the way to what is today El Salvador. Why? Wow. Of the indigo, the indigo production mm -hmm. that happened all over El Salvador. What what is today El Salvador was very very important and needed a lot of labor, a, a, a lot of hands to 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 do the labor. And the thing is that I think is fifteen seventy six. I think I could be wrong for a couple of years, but I think it's fifteen seventy six or seventy eight when the Spaniard crown said that no indigenous people could be used 
to produce indigo. So they were uh, obligated, the, the Spaniards were obligated to brought African population mm -hmm. to, um, to El Salvador. To bring them over so, there, yeah. Yeah, so from, I have documents, I, I have made a, a research about this. I have documents that said that around 1580, 1590, the migration began. The, the, a huge migration, and I'm talking about 2,000 to 3,000 people uh, that came from, from Africa to San Salvador. I mean, I'm not talking about Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, no, San Salvador. El Salvador. Okay. Yes, specifically to El Salvador and specifically to Los Obrajes. These huge haciendas where indigo was, was, uh, was produced at that time. So, um, for 16, 16, 20, let me see. 24, 1624, um, there is a there is a uprising of uh, black people in El Salvador, and I have I, I had the opportunity to to have the, the those documents on my hands. Uh, those documents are in Spain, but uh, luckily we can access to those through internet. So I I read it and I. Re made a, a research about this so we we have an uprising on december 1624 uh, where around 50 to 100 from 50 to 100 people from africa african people uh, first generation of african people uh, made an uprising well they were leaving they were running away from the uh, indigo production from the haciendas and they went into the mountains they live they 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 built a, a little town over there in the mountains near what is today san vicente actually san vicente oh, wow. was a, 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 a town at that, at that time it, this, it didn't exist uh, mm -hmm. san vicente was founded in 1635 so after this, that 10 years before mm -hmm. Uh, what happened there is very, very interesting. We, we could go into the details if you want. But what, what I want to say is that this first migration from the 16th, 17th century, those people, those thousands of people that came to El Salvador, they stay here. Their sons, their daughters are among us until today, right? So this is only the first migration. We have another one in 1750. Um towards the 19th century. So we have two big migrations because of the indigo production. And later we are going to have little migrations the, with the train at the end of the 19th century when they were building the, the railroad, they brought people from African descendants, from Jamaica, from other uh, parts in, in, in the Caribbean to work here. And we obviously we also have a, a, a migration, a, a little migration, for recent years because of the football, basketball, uh, major leagues here in El Salvador, we are bringing people from the from the Caribbean to El Salvador. So the migration is still going on. Uh, I mean, migrations, different types of migrations are still coming to El Salvador. So we, we definitely, we have people. Uh, and, and I think that I lost myself <laughs> with your question <laughs> about, about Maximiliano Hernandez Martinez, the president. This is a myth. Uh, what Maximiliano Hernandez Martinez did at that time was uh, law for my for migration. I think it's called Ley de Migración y Extranjería. That that's the 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 real title is from April 1933. So um, in this law, what he said, uh, well. The law says in, in one of the articles that no people from African descendant, no people from, uh, well, Palestine, Palestine people is not allowed, and they they call it they call these people Turcos. Turcos they don't Turkish, call, right? Turkish, right? All of them, regardless of, them. of the they, real. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't know where they came from. Mo mm -hmm. we, we know that a lot of people came from Bethlehem. I think is that. Right, Bethlehem. Yes. Uh, and and we know that because our president is a descendant <laughs> of these people. I Correct. mean, uh, right. yeah. so so we know that we 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 were 
the destin uh we, we were the um the place where all these people were migrating because of one very famous uh, famous uh, colonel colonel here in El Salvador, uh, Colonel Castellanos. He was giving um, passports to a lot of people during the Second World War. Yeah, Second World that. War is 1939-1945, and the law is from 1933. So how is this possible? The law is saying that no Palestinian guys or, or people can go into El Salvador, but these guys sending Palestinian people to here. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing the law actually the law actually didn't expel people from el salvador they they were not they were not trying to get rid of them what they were saying is that if you are black and you are living in el salvador you have to go to the office and say i am salvadorian or i am living here i need my passport i'm going one month to whatever mexico and i'm coming back so there is no problem you can do your trip go and come and you can be black you can be palestinian you can be hungarian you can be whatever chinese include uh, included in that law so what happened is that uh, foreign people was being regulated in el salvador the foreign people were how we can say this they were they were considered well, <laughs> okay. but, but when you think about it they, they were trying to like um having certain control um, i don't want to say a census because of a census but i want to say that maybe the yeah the migration coming in and coming and going going yes. in and going out of the country correct yeah correct that's the thing what they were trying to do was establishing the con uh, this control that we have today i mean we we see these very normal that i i i'm going to ministerio and i have my passport and i can go to the mexican or american embassy to have my visa that's okay mm -hmm. to, but this is not normal this 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 Back is then, very yeah. Yeah, that this is very recent. So in the past, we didn't have that. And and what this law from 1933 is doing is regulating, re regulate, regulating. Yeah, regulating. regulating. I'm, I'm making up this word, I think. They they were <laughs> uh, legalizando, right? All this, the, all this oh, okay. um, migration. Make it illegal, also, yeah. Yeah, all this process of coming in and out of the country. They were trying to uh, make it legal because it didn't exist before that's what that law was about then yes because and and, and and they were not uh throwing away people from el salvador that is not true that never happened <laughs> actually actually it did happen that let me tell you this uh it did happen with japanese and german people here in El Salvador, you have to remember this. Here in El Salvador, we have a very famous German, German um, uh, character in El Salvador. is um, Walter Thilo Denninger. I think is that the name? Walter Thilo Denninger. Um, I don't know what how it's pronunciated, but this guy had a lot of money. He lived right here in Antiguo Cuscatlan, Santa Tecla, right? That area. And he's very famous. Even we have a park with his name and everything. But this guy in the Second World War, the, the Salvadorian government, he took away all his properties and tried to send him to, to the United States. Uh, Japanese, Italian, and German people were... Uh, not welcome in El Salvador? Do you think because of political no, I, reasons in the war? Yeah, the, because of the Second World War, they were mm -hmm. uh, they were uh, expelled. Expel Some of them were expelled, but most of them, the 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 all their money and properties were taken by the government. Later, wow. they gave it back to them, but it happened. I mean, we we were participated in that. Um, in that series of events that that uh, took us to this nonsense nonsense about uh, people being in prison in the United States because they were from Japan or Italy or Germany. That that's very sad. Wow, this is very eye opener for me because 
Yes, I was part of that people having that misconception on all oh, because Maximiliano Hernandez, pues no podían entrar y entonces we don't have black people in El Salvador, which is a little ignorant to think because you can see, uh, as I said before, the mix between the citizens in your future is how you look. Now, to learn about this, what you're telling me right now, German people, Japanese people, this is a new thing too because unfortunately we don't get to learn this uh, at the school and yeah. i'm talking with a lot of property or or with a lot of um i'm so sure about this because i studied over there and i never they never talked about anything of what you're saying and that's the thing to me that makes me think why why was the reason behind that? Because we learn about our history, our indigenous people. We need to be proud of it. I mean, we all have that blended, um, it's ascendencia. We are descendants of, of them. But at the same time, we have this part of the history of our people with um, the, that we can find in African people, you know, there's more generations of them. So why do you think uh, in general, I cannot only say that is the, the education system, the one that is not bringing that up. It's something bigger than that because they don't teach us that over there. You don't learn about that. So people all the time says, no hay gente de color en El Salvador. No hay. No existe eso. So it's a little sad to say it like that too because it's not, it's not the truth. And... Yeah, and I'm so sorry that I'm taking my time right now, but right now that I'm speaking very openly about it is surprising, right? Yes, yes, it's very surprising. And and it, it was surprising for me too, because I I had to get out of the country and come back to to open my eyes, to take out the blindfold, right? Uh and and, and I'm very, very, very sure that here in El Salvador we are we are colorblind, and that's yes. very bad because there is a there is one explanation, one big explanation for this, and 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 we as as historians, we we believe we firmly believe that there is a lot of causes for this, a lot of explanations for a for a social phenomena, but but for this particular one we 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 have one explanation that that takes all in and we call them or i call them <laughs> and a group of people around me call them call call these uh phenomenon as um the myth of mestizaje el mito del mm -hmm. mestizaje that is the the big explanation and, and obviously we are going to talk about a, a lot of uh, explanations about why in, in El Salvador people is colorblind, but this is the main reason in in and why I am saying this because our countries uh, were struggling to build an identity for for almost one hundred years from independence to to the celebration of uh, in of. Um, of independence, the 100 years of in, uh, of independence, uh, our countries were struggling to build identity. Take, for example, Mexico. In Mexico, uh, we have a lot of indigenous groups, different indigenous groups. We have black people. We have a lot of migration from the Caribbean. And obviously, we have a lot of uh, mixture, right, uh, uh, mm -hmm. people with with ancestors from different parts of the world, the Spaniards, indigenous, blacks, Chinese, from around the world. And in the United States, you know, this is this is good. I mean, they, they see this like a positive thing. They, they have this idea of the melting pot where all the races and all the people come together into one, uh, one group, right? One race. But here in Latin America, we have the opposite idea. We believe that color people are, um, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say bad, but color people are unfortunate. <laughs> let's say like, let's say like that. So uh, what the, the myth of uh, Mestizaje said, says is that all the people in El Salvador is a perfect mixture between 
Spaniards and indigenous population. Indigenous people. Mm -hmm. Indigenous people. Especially Nahua people. I mean, people in indigenous, indigenous, one indigenous groups, the Pipiles, right? Mm -hmm. that, that, that's the myth here. So in El Salvador, we are all indigenous or Spaniards or a perfect mix, mixture of the two. That's it. No more. There is no Italian people. There is no Palestinian. There is there is no Africans, Chinese, and 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 it's funny because you. It just... is. I know that you cannot see us, but both of us we have a smile, a smile on our faces because we want to laugh about truly believing that. How yes. can it be possible? How come? I mean, it's it's not it's not real, but yeah. people sometimes when people talk. Uh, you can listen to them feeling so proud, right? Like, oh, our last name is very from España. Y, ah, mira, me bien blanquito salió el niño. And then when I listen to those things, it's like, what the hell? Like, why don't say things like that? Is that even appropriate? I mean, I even went through that as a little girl because yo soy morenita. And I went through that with other kids telling me and letting me know that. And I didn't see that in me. I didn't see a difference. We were kids and that's it. But I had kids telling me, oh, no, you have very dark skin. But in a way that, of course, it hurt my feelings. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the society having that in their heads, what you're saying right now. Just mestizaje. Mestizaje is that, right? Yes. The mix between españoles e indígenas. Yes, and and we we don't have any other uh, human group uh, into that mixture. That that's the that's the myth. I mean, the the, yeah. the part of all this that is made up is that we are a perfect combination of the best characteristics of those groups, <laughs> just those two groups, and nobody else came to El Salvador. We are we are. We are Indians, but getting white, right? So it's exactly. like completely no. nonsense. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wow! Well, when when I when I read that in in a book that we have a, a, a book that is very famous, La Población del Salvador, for, uh, it, it's called the the Population of El Salvador. It's a demographic study for uh, of all the history of El Salvador, and the guy who wrote it, I mean, the his the It's, he is a lawyer, but he's working as a historian in Spain, and he says this: the the Salvadorian is the perfect mixture between Spaniards and Indian, and and he said that no black people came to El Salvador; they were practically practically um, erased by the indigenous population. They mix with the indigenous population, they, and they get uh, in that mix disappear. But that's that's completely nonsense because we we still have people that is coming to El Salvador. Uh, I, I I don't know in a yeah. daily, but very common, very frequently, and 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 that's that's very funny because people. The other thing is that people in El Salvador want to see want wants to see people with very dark skin or people with with uh, curly hair, and and that's not what. African descendants looks like in El Salvador. We have Morenos, right? Yeah. And there is even a book of recent publication that is called Negros No Morenos. That's the title of it, <laughs> right? Because in Mexico, because in Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, we say we don't have black people. We don't have black people. We just have Indians. And if somebody is Moreno, it's it's it's, it's dark skin. Well, it's because he had. Indian ancestor, right? Mm -hmm. Never an African one, and and it's sad because also that leads you to to racism, racism. Racism. That, I mean, yeah, this that's is racism. real. Yes, and and the thing is that we tend to believe in El Salvador. Most people tend to believe that in Africa there is just black people in Africa, and I and I'm saying like, what are you talking about? What what about Johannesburg, for example? What what happened with the with the north of the of of, of uh, Africa with all these people that looked like Middle Eastern people? Yeah. They are not black. I mean, I have friends from 
uh, those countries and in, in the north of the of the um of the continent of Africa and they are not dark skin and I also friend from South Africa uh, Janika is a very very good friend of mine and and she's white even green eyes I mean uh, people yeah. that are not black all them all of them are not black and, and and that's sad in El Salvador because we we think that we know about Africa and we don't know anything about it no we don't know anything and you know what is so amazing to me to have this conversation with you because it's very revealing, very eye-opener. I feel very satisfied as well because, yeah, you always have that and you're like, no, come on, how can be, how can we be that ignorant to think <laughs> it's just those two, right? Espanolo indígena, that's one thing. But the other, um, I feel very happy to see uh, movements right now here and in El Salvador, and they're working together uh, to bring the knowledge and to bring awareness to people about this. And sometimes I just wish and hope that this can be part, as I said before, of the education too, because I think we need to give everyone a space to express themselves, to keep their traditions as well. And as we said, I mean, we have very indigenous traditions and traditions mixed with with Spain. And why not? I'm very sure that we must have a lot of um, traditions blended with Africa, maybe with food, I'm thinking, maybe even words that we use, that maybe they have their roots uh, in African uh, words as well. So I was reading about these uh, Afros, Afros is an organization that is trying to um, build up the community in El Salvador, yeah. the Afrodescendientes. So I believe that you have worked with them or you have participated with them. A little and, bit, maybe. <laughs> and they know you. I know they know you. I, I, I've been talking to someone and, and immediately I know who he is. He's been, yeah. he's been helping us, you know, to bring that awareness. So please share with us about that, too. Yes, yes. This is this is great, and it's a very good time to talk about my good friends friends from all these social movements. I want to say, and 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 it is also a space that is working with LGTB LGBTI community, because uh, uh, I think they felt that um, racism and tolerance are together. And, and, and we really, 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 we need that in El Salvador because people tend to be very close-minded. Uh, and, and, and well, one thing that I want to say is that Afros is an organization. Uh, it's Afros with double O, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they, um, they have been doing work or, uh, for, I think, like almost 10 years now. Uh, I will say eight years maybe and they are uh, taking making people take be aware of what is happening with with uh african descended people in el salvador they they did a documentary uh some uh, last year and they are working very hard to to promote all of the african heritage that we have today also, we have another group that is working together with them. It's called Azul Originario, uh, Originary Blue or something like that, <laughs> roughly translated. And, and I'm working with them too because it's people that is uh, learning about themselves, but teaching also to uh, Salvadorian society about how important is African heritage. And, and and I want to say that we are going to be celebrating this August, the African Heritage Month. That will be great. Uh, and and I, I have to say that I don't like politics. I don't mess with it. I don't get involved with politics. But in this special case, uh, reality is stronger than convictions, probably, and 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 I want to say that I I have a political agenda with this with this uh, topic about African people in El Salvador, uh, 
and it I, I think it's very novel. No, no, it's not a, a political agenda for being a, uh, a, a, I don't know, a, <laughs> a politician. <laughs> I mean, uh, what what I'm thinking about is that my my agenda today is uh, against racism. Um, I'm trying to put that topic all over my uh, work. Uh, when I write, when I teach, when I talk to people, I, I, I all the time I'm talking about racism because it's a reality that is uh, almost uh, invisible to us. We we make fun of people, we stare at people, we believe that we are going to say something funny, but actually we are going to feel to make to make people feel very bad with what we are saying. And I want to I want to ask you one thing. <laughs> What is the most what what is one of the most popular musical genres in El Salvador? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, es música tropical, which means salsa, bachata, merengue. And then we have reggaeton there here and there, but when you think about it, it's very tropical. Y la sabrosa cumbia. Cumbia, yes, I was going to say en la cumbia. So when I think about that, those are the little things that start like <laughs> opening this little bug that I have in my head. Like, wait a second. I mean, that's the movement, the way we dance, y sangolotea todo el cuchumbo y todo. And you say, oh my God, no, that's, come on. Sangolotea and cuchumbo. <laughs> Two cuchumbo. African words. Two African <laughs> words. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. It's because there's something that's telling you that, yeah, our indigenous yeah. people dance. But I have seen El Torito Pinto. We don't dance like that to El Torito Pinto that you jump in the little step. Muy recatado. No. Cuando se baila cumbia y eso sabrosón y uno se mueve and everybody goes like that. You know what? I tell uh, my husband, Gio, all the time on Saturdays. <laughs> And I don't know if you know this, but over there, there's a radio station, Lascan, 96.1. Yeah. I'm doing a commercial here, but I don't care. It's because the, because every Saturday you turn on the radio and there they have this music. Every Saturday, salsón, cumbiecita, merengue. And it's part of us. It's part of every salvadoreño. We like that music. So are you telling me, right? That's part of our roots. Of Definitely, and, and actually, it's very interesting. Let let me let me tell you what African descended people did in colonial times. They play cartas. They play with with uh, <laughs> like poker. Uh, poker, yeah, not poker. Because not poker, that, but those cards, yeah, right? Yeah, those cards with with the ones that you play. Uh, they play with dice. They play with <laughs> coins. They play with. They they went very very frequently to um, pelea de gallos, mm -hmm. right? Uh, How do rooster rooster fights, right? Rooster fights, uh, yeah. Yeah, rooster fights, and they were very. They they love to drink a lot. They <laughs> they love to be in a party been dancing uh, they were very very charismatic uh, it's people that that makes makes you feel good makes you feel welcome comfortable yeah and, and, and yeah and and i think that in el salvador if you walk around el salvador, san salvador today and you go to the most popular areas in el salvador you're going to be, to be seen just mulatos i mean morenos around all around People that are is very very um, uh, welcoming. They they are all the time trying to be good with you. Uh, also, I want to refer to something that I, we we don't we we haven't studied that yet. But music, yes, most of them are Afro Caribbean rhythms here in El Salvador, and we please we we can't forget that jazz. Rock and roll; oh, yeah. those are African rhythms, yes. also. Um, so, 
that that's interesting because uh, we are not talking about necessarily people living in El Salvador. We are talking about El Salvador in a huge area that is called the Atlantic world, actually. In, in the United States, when you study this, you are referring all the time to this culture that developed in the Caribbean and in, in, in the Americas. And we are talking about Atlantic culture. Atlantic culture is bigger than the countries. That's why we have cumbia from mexico but mm -hmm. not from the north of the mexico the the, yeah. the north in mexico it's very different that another kind of cumbia but but you know yeah. that Angeles azules they are yeah. huge success here in el salvador we have of course we, yeah <laughs> we have from colombia colombia it's it's caribbean i mean yes i, I think that Our cumbia came from from Colombia from around 1950s, 1960s. So it's a recent. It's not that old. Uh, also, we have food. Think about this. Do you think that Indian people were cooking with oil mm. in the colonial, colonial times or in 19th century? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, because Indian people normally they 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 cook everything on water. In el comal, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. we, we have this one. But what happened with with frituras? And, <laughs> and then we start that. thinking about this. Look, yuca, right? Yuca frita. Yuca frita. I mean, you put deep fried <laughs> this it, this this root. No. You put it deep fried because. It's uh -huh. the only way that you can eat it. I mean, so that is African. The plantains, we uh -huh. eat here tostadas de plátano, plantains. Oh, yeah, uh -huh. those plantains are African. It's not yeah. indigenous food. I mean, we have to think about this again. Also, yeah. think about this sopa de patas, right? Sopa de Soup. mondongo. Sopa de mondongo. Say, right? mondongo. I mean, the word mondongo is African. <laughs> but but I, 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 when I was younger, I, I thought that sopa de patas was referring to the, to the paws, to the, to the uh, feet yeah, of the chicken, <laughs> of the chicken. But no, it's at this, the, uh, those are the, 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 the feet of the, of the cow and the, the, cow. And the, and the bull, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I, when, when I, <laughs> First time I tried the sopa de patas, I was not a very good friend of it. But the first time that I that I tasted, I fell in love with it because it's yeah. so so yummy, so delicious, it's and so rich in flavor. Yeah, but what is made of the 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 paws? I, I, it's not the paws. What's the name of this? Uh, the I don't cat. remember. But pero son las patas, sí, son las patas de, de cow, de cow patas. Sí. <laughs> Sorry for the translation right now. I'm overthinking in Spanish and I have this issue. Pero sí, las patas. Yeah, yeah the patas. What, what, what? <laughs> well, the thing is then that uh, with, with the soup, the, mm -hmm. this soup is very strange for me because one thing, I don't think, I don't have the proof Where I don't have doubts about this. Uh, indigenous population in El Salvador, I, I don't think they eat a lot of meat, especially of meat from not. the cow or bull. Of course, it's complicated. Probably, probably pig. That that will be more credible. But I don't think that the indigenous population in El Salvador have had access to those to those meat, um, mm -hmm. to meat. It's, right. It was more a vegetarian like diet correct because or i mean chicken. you have the corn the beans and chicken and, and, and fish probably fish. You know, yeah yeah but not but not meat i mean exactly let's be real that was that was very difficult to have meat up in the 18 19th centuries even at the yeah. beginning of the 20th century it was very hard uh, mm -hmm. so so what what happened with this uh the soup sopa de patas it's made of the paws And mm -hmm. it's not pause. I, I, I think that <laughs> we, we have a word for gonna... that in English. I'm very, very short. Uh, uh, we need to but look for it. it. 
<laughs> the cow legs, actually the cow legs or, or the little yeah. paws, right? But but it's just the tip of the of the of the leg, right? Yeah. And we have also the stomach. You yeah. actually when you're eating the, the you can see the, the inside part of the of the of stomach, the belly. Of the belly, right? The tripa. La tripa, <laughs> que rico. So Sorry, think, I love it. What, <laughs> me too. <laughs> when you think about it. These, those are the parts that Spaniard population would get rid of. They yes, don't they want were throwing to... it away. Yeah. So slaves or the people were that were working with them took these parts and made something out of it. So, yeah, probably it's odd or ugly to talk about it, but that's true. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we have to, to take advantage of every single part of the cow. Because mm -hmm. times were very scarce at that time. So yeah. uh, what I'm saying is that then you put inside whatever vegetable you have around. Uh, and one important thing, platane again. Platane, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're eating the soup and suddenly I was, wow, this is very delicious. And suddenly a big, <laughs> big chunk of platane in the soup. And I was, I'm not going to eat this. But I try it, and it's very, it very, very delicious. And it has two purpose, two purpose, having a piece of plantain in there, or several of them. One is because of the flavor, but the other one is because it gives thickness to the soup. Because that soup, you know, is not that watery, so it's a little thick. Yeah. It's perfect, but it makes totally sense right now that you're saying, yeah, it's part of, of, of the African, you know, Uh, foods and the way they eat and it's wonderful because it's part of us too it's part of us yeah. now yes and 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 then in the in the cultural dna of of el salvador we have an african part definitely we can see it and and let me tell you this uh if if we think about population in those 300 years of a spanish uh, domination in el salvador and what is today el salvador we have We have around 200 to 500 Spaniard, fa uh, Spaniard families from Spaniard from Spain, right? Spain. Mm -hmm. 200 to 400 Spanish With families. Spain? Yeah, so, so not that much, but let's say uh, around what? Four by four, sixteen. Around 1,500 to 2,000 people, probably, in all El Salvador. So we have around 40 to 45,000 Indians. And we have, at the beginning of, the, of, the, of this period, we didn't have a lot of black people. But around 17th century, 1600s, we have around 3,000, 4,000 people. So the second most important group uh, was African people. And wow. at the end uh, of the colonial period, we have more mulatos. That that mm -hmm. means indigenous population mixed with African people. We have more mulatos than Indians. I, I don't have the numbers for right now here in front of me, but we have more mulatos. And that's interesting because most of Latin America is like that. Uh, yeah. Always, always the African element were was over the indigenous population. But not in the case of Guatemala, for example, where the indigenous population is very big. But in the case of Honduras, Nicaragua, and El Salvador, actually, it was like that. Yeah, African people were were African descendants were a, a very a very big group in that area. So it's not strange for our popular culture uh, that have to have those um, cultural indicators or cultural signs of African descendant. Uh, you, you also, I think you also remember this. We have a lot of uh, beliefs in magic or <laughs> uh, hechiceros. Sí. Los, or los polvos amorosos. Los polvos amorosos. <laughs> so we, we have a lot of that. And it that is not Spaniard nor indigenous. That Correct. is African, obviously. So we, we have to rethink about us as, as Salvadorians, I think. 
Yes, you know what? I'm so glad that we took the time to talk about this important topic. I know that we can extend even more, but to be honest with you, I want to leave people also with that little intrigue that they need to go and find out and do a research based on that. We have talked about food, we have talked about music, we have talked about the amount of African people that went to El Salvador for the Indigo production. We have talked about the futures. We have talked about places like Zacatecoluca, San Vicente, and I'm pretty sure they, there are records. And we also have spoken about these organizations working towards creating awareness on this. So we're gonna share yep. on our uh, Salvi Mujeres Talk Instagram profile these organizations where you can support, do the research, and why not? Maybe you feel related, and maybe you can find answers, because we always say this with Oti. Everything is about the the stories in your family. Yes. Those little secrets sometimes, the things in your birth uh, certificates. So we invite you to go and do that research, to dig a little bit more, And again, Freddie, thank you for being here in Salvi Mujeres Talk. We love to have these history episodes with you because we all need to learn. And sometimes when we are in La Diaspora, we don't get to know how really things work sometime over there in El Salvador. I have the knowledge because I grew up over there, but it's been a while now and I see changes that I feel proud of like this one people creating awareness about the African heritage in in Salvadoreños. Yeah, definitely. Thank you and Naughty for inviting me and I, and I think that what what makes this in, important for me is to create awareness of racism in El Salvador because uh, I think that we are we are very um, aggressive sometimes uh, with with people that is that we think are different from us because the thing is that in El Salvador, African descendant people is right here. I mean, you are, I am African descendant. Uh, uh, besides we identify ourselves or not, or we take uh, part of a social movement, that is not important. The important thing is that we are aware of where we came from. We, we know who we are because we are, constantly looking for explanations or 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 answers to our questions and i and i think that is important right that everybody needs to find their identity very well said freddie no racism i we support that as well so thank you to you again for listening to us please follow us in salvi mujeres talk you can find a little bit more of this topic there so thank you for listening and take care